Welcome to the Minute Sunship once again. Here we go. Once more, we are made ready for the moment, made ready for this hour. We are made ready to overcome and to declare the liberty that we do have in Christ. And that is always, at all times, forever. Amen. We have a message again, glory be to God, and it is... Um, in the theme of the flow, as it has gone and has been going, of keeping oneself, keeping oneself. So the title is Keep Yourself. Keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself in the word of God. Keep yourself in him. Stay, stay in your salvation. Stay in that which he has done for you and declare it, it is finished. Make all effort to enter into that rest of faith so that you will know and have an assurance of great victory and deliverance always and at all times. And so let's go to the, the verses that we wrapped up last week, at least a couple of them. In 1 John, keep yourself, keep yourself, keep yourself. You see, we, we as Christians, when we, well, maybe I'll speak from my own moment, but I know I've had a lot of fellowship with many believers, and so it, it is a general statement. Um, when we think about our salvation the truth is, he has done it all. And when he declared it is finished, <laughs> there was an entry given to us by faith into the holiest of holies, in the very presence of God, the Hebrews writes about. And because we're fully aware it's on the basis of the blood of Christ, solely on the basis of the blood of Christ, Solely on the basis of the blood of Christ has our have our consciousness has our consciousness been washed. Solely on the basis of the blood of Christ are we declared righteous in His sight. And because we 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 major there, and we really want to major there. That it's not it's not of my own works, but it is by grace. It is even as I believe through faith. I come into oneness with God. Righteousness by faith. Justified by faith on that which he has done. And as we meditate and we allow it to grow so big in us, we, we tend to really at times consciously or subconsciously eliminate the part that we do have to play in the salvation. And that is to believe. To believe, to believe, and to keep on believing. And to walk as one that believes the Bible. To be able to walk as one that believes the Bible, you need to be reading your Bible. Because there's nothing of the natural man, nothing of the natural world that will keep you walking strong as a Christian, especially in this hour. So yes, he has done it all. And yes, salvation is, is because of the broken body, because of the blood he shed on the cross of Christ, that we now have reconciliation with a holy God. But yet, 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 we have to believe the message. And to believe the message... It is a fight of faith because every situation in your daily living, carnal living, living in the world, living in the world, living in the world, though we're not of it, but we are living in the world, sent by God as really ministers of the gospel, children of light, living in the world. We are to live as light. And to live as light requires an entry of light within you. What is that entry of light within us that we are to daily partake of? The word of God. 
The word of God, the entrance of his word brings light. So the partnering that we have in this Christian salvation is very important. And I believe this is really where my messages flow mostly from this place. The place of you are a child of God. Live as a child of God. How do you live as a child of God? How do you live as a child of God in a world that is anti-God? That there's nothing, nothing of an example that the world would ever give you to make you an imitator of God. Nothing that is ever found in the world will help you in your walk in Christ. If anything, it will be 100% opposition to your Christian faith. So the only place that we can abide, that we are really commanded by Jesus to abide in, it is the true vine, which is the word of God. So when I say keep yourself, I'm not saying that you have to earn something to get some brownie points with God because you've been such a good Christian. You don't curse, you don't drink alcohol, you whatever, and you can do all your little, little lists to justify something in your own little self. When God has fully justified us on the basis of the blood of Christ. And yet, and yet, we have to exercise diligence and vigilance and to be alert and to be sober-minded because we have an adversary called Satan, the accuser of the bread. We have an adversary called Satan. We have an adversary called Satan, the accuser of the brethren. But you see... <laughs> When I walk as a child of light, when I know I am a partaker of light, when I have allowed the entrance of his word to build me up and edify me, Satan has nothing on me. But deception is everywhere in the world. And so to be able to be sober-minded, to be able to Walk with a sobriety of mind. You can only do through the word of God. It is your daily sobriety intake in a world that is highly intoxicated. So let's go to 1 John chapter 2. Keep yourself is the message. Let's do verse 3. Now by this we know that we know him. By this we know that we know him. If we keep his commandments, guard to watch over his commandments, which, which is his word. He who says, I know him. He who says, I know God. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments, is not a doer of the word of God, James tells us, has deceived oneself. But John says, uh, is a liar. James says the one that is not a doer of the word of God has deceived himself or herself, is a mere hearer. And John writes, he who says, verse 4 in chapter 2 in 1 John, he who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Yes, because truth is only found in the word of God. And if there's no entry of truth in you, which is the entry of the word, then, then, there's no truth found in you. What's found in you then? What's the opposite of truth? 
deception. What is the opposite of truth? Not half truth. Deception. So either we believe truth or we believe a lie. Either we believe truth, which is the word of God, or we believe a lie, which is the word of the world. That is under the sway of the wicked one. The great deceiver, that serpent, the devil. And so if we are not keeping the word of God in our heart with all diligence, then we know there is one that comes to steal the word from us. The enemy, through cares, the cares of the world that so easily ensnare us, the sins that so easily ensnare us. Anxiousness of mind, what am I going to do tomorrow? How am I going to finish this day strong today? I'll never make it. Lies. When God has said, if he be for us, if God be for us, who can be against us? If God has said, the one that's born of him, the one that's born of God has overcome the world. If God has said that Satan is fully defeated, that Jesus, Jesus went down to the pit of hell and stripped him, stripped the devil, made a public spectacle of him. And rose again. And through his rising again into newness of life, we by faith, we by faith have now rose into this newness of life. So that we know what Ephesians says to us, we live now where? Far above powers and principalities. And though we know these verses and we can, we can so readily quote the verses in the scriptures, I catch myself talking to myself about it. Desi, just because you know the verses in the scriptures, you have to walk it out, Desi. You've got to be a doer of the word of God. You have to believe that which you say you believe, Desi. And what does that look like? A daily brainwashing. The washing of the word of God to renew my mind so that I be one the truth is found in. So I can say with confidence before God because I know you word. Because I'm a keeper of your word, God. I know you. It's beyond an experience. It's about a becoming of his bone, of his flesh, partake of his divine nature, to walk as a son of God. A liberator to creation is a son of God. Romans 8. This is my passion, to walk as a son of God. The unveiling of this divine nature within us. New creation reality. Not a religious going and coming and doing this and not doing that. Little social gatherings. Godless chatters. Babblings. that can lead one astray, thinking you know it all, and yet caving into the pressures of the world. Let's continue reading verse 5 there. 
But whoever keeps his word, whoever keeps his word, you and I are right here, keepers of his word, guarding over the word that has been entrusted in us, that has entered into our heart and has brought light and truth for me to walk a walk marked by God. Whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. You want to know the love of God? You want to know how the love of God is perfected in you and in your life? By being a keeper of his word. By being a doer of truth. That's too hard, Desi. Too hard. Yeah, because the flesh wants its own little way. Wants the accolades of the world and the honor that comes from man rather than the honor that comes from God. To live life by faith. To live life by faith on the basis of the word of God. That singles you out. Makes you look a little different. Very different. Makes you sound extreme. But we are about pleasing God. Because before not too long, when the trumpet sounds, ah, we'll know it's worth it. Even now we know it's worth it. Even now we know it's worth it. For we hear him daily encouraging us through his word. Keep running the race of faith. Don't look back. Keep running the race of faith. Keep standing for God. Keep standing for God. Verse 5 again. But whoever keeps his word... Truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Living out his life on earth. And then last Sunday, we went to 1 John 2.24, same chapter, verse 24. Therefore, let that abide in you, which you heard from the beginning. You have a say-so what abides in you. Let that abide in you, which you heard in the beginning. You have a say-so if Satan is allowed to steal the word of God from you. We have a say-so. We have, we have a level of accountability before God and really one another. We're not just a little captive audience of Satan. Oh, you know, the Bible says as soon as I hear the word, he's right there to steal it. Oh, well, I guess he stole the word again. No, we allowed that to happen. How? Well, you know, we, we've spoken so often in Mark, the outline is in, in Mark chapter 4, I believe, that through the cares of the world, the desires for other things is how we allow him to steal the word of God from us. Caring about our life. Wanting to preserve our little selves. Selfish ambition. Running after the riches of the world. All of these things allow Satan to steal the word. And thus we're not abiding in that which we heard in the beginning. 
we are accountable to God. You see, if we were not accountable to God, we will not then have to give an account on the judgment seat of Christ. The Paul tells us that we will. If we did not have an agency of willpower, so to say, to make decisions, yes, no. Yes to the word of God, no to the temptation of Satan. Yes to God, no to fear. If we did not have the ability to say that, then we'll not be required to give an account before God. What we've done in this body here on earth. Keep yourself. Keep yourself in the narrow path of Christ. It's worth it. In the words, says it's difficult. This narrow way is difficult. What is the alternative? Destruction, which is even harder. Therefore, let that abide in you, which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, stays in you, can I say lives in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. It's just like John 15. If you allow the Word to abide in Him, then He abides in you. And this is the promise that He has promised us eternal life. Let's go to where the title for the message came from, the very end of 1 John chapter 5. Verse 18, keep yourself. We've looked at this word keep that's used right here, and it's from, it's tereo, and um, it was to guard, to watch over, and it's the very same word that Jesus uses in John 15, 14, I believe. Was it? Yeah. That said, um, if you love me, keep. My words, keep my commandments. Let's look it up since I've mentioned it. Just give me a minute. In John, just stay in First John, and I'll just quickly read it. In oh, sorry, it was John fourteen fifteen. I had a check. I knew I'd missed, mixed up the, the chapters. John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments, Jesus said. And I'll pray the Father and he'll give you another helper. And he'll give you another helper. The spirit of truth. Who enable us to keep his commandment. Who bring to remembrance his commandment. The comforter will comfort us with his word. So we keep the word. He will give you another confident heat that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I'll not leave you orphans. I'll come to you. We have been supernaturally endowed to keep the word of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are without an excuse. We're not depending on my outer man or your outer man to keep the word of God. Your outer man is to be daily, daily reckoned dead, so to say, by picking up the cross of Christ. By denying the appetites, the, the, the lust of the eyes of the flesh, the pride of life. So that we'll be found following the good shepherd, the overseer of our soul. Led by his spirit. For those that are led, 
of the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. We have been marked for this walk. We've been marked for this obedience of faith that Romans tells us. Let's go back to 1 John chapter 5. We know, verse 18, we know that whoever is born of God does not sin. The strong says, does not keep on sinning. But he who has been born of God, this is the word, keeps himself. Keeps himself. Because you're born of God, you have an ability to keep yourself and the wicked one does not touch him. So you can't blame Satan. The first moment here is, did you keep yourself? No, well, it was too hard. Well, no, you know, so-and-so just really, really influenced me. No, well, you know, this excuse, that excuse, it's never my fault. Never my fault. Yeah. I, I love, there's a preacher we used to listen to that we love, and he used to say, no-fault religion. We love a no-fault religion. Isn't that what religion is? Never my fault. And yet living under condemnation because you feel it's your fault all the time, whether it was or it wasn't. Religion is bondage. But here the truth sets us free that says to us, if you keep yourself watching over yourself, Watching really over the word in your heart. The word that was deposited in your heart because faith is of the heart. Bring down every stronghold that is communicating a lie to you. Keeping yourself. Then the wicked one cannot touch you. Cannot touch you. Is the Bible truth? Or is there certain exemptions or exceptions? Well, in this situation, in this situation, this verse doesn't apply to me. I, I did keep myself. I did. I did. I did. I tried very, very hard. I did. No, you did not. That goes for me too. No, I did not. Should say they've come and, and mar the moment. Now, we live in the fallen world. I'm not talking condemnation here, but I'm talking about a reality that you and I have an agency before God given to us called the Holy Spirit to enable us to keep our life before God. And that to me looks like mind renewal. I have a responsibility before God to be a living sacrifice. And to not conform to the world. That's how I keep myself. By undergoing transformation. The conformity to the Christ nature. That I truly do have within me now. Let's look at that, that um, verse in the Strong's. 1 John 5.18 reads, We know, that word is to know, to remember, to appreciate, that anyone born of God, that word born is to regenerate, born of God, does not keep on sinning. The one who was born of God protects him and the himself protects him and the evil one cannot touch him. That word protects, it's tereo, the 5083 we've been looking at. It's the verb of it, to watch over, to guard, to observe, 
So when you and I watch over our lives, when you and I guard the heart with all diligence above all things to guard our heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. The course of our life comes from this inner persuasion of our heart that is made for faith to reside, abide, the word of God, to produce faith. Faith always comes through the hearing of the word of God. To have a hearing heart, the hearing of faith. A pure, humble heart. Not to exalt myself, like I know it all but a heart of humility before God and his word. So when that word enters in my heart and brings light of revelation, I protect it, I guard it, because it's my life. His word is my life. And the evil one cannot touch us there. Cannot touch us. Let's go to, since I mentioned it back in Proverbs chapter 4. I can read it. You can look at it afterwards. But Proverbs 4, I think I put a marking on it. Somewhere. There it is. Let's see. Let's start from verse 18, Proverbs 14. But the path of the just is like the shining sun. There's no shadow of turning there. Darkness does not live there. That shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Ever brighter unto the perfect day. The love of God perfected in my heart. The perfect day. Perfected love. To live in the day of his love. The Sabbath day rest of God. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They know, they do not know what makes them stumble. My son, verse 20, give attention to my words. Pay attention to his words. Heed his words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not, do not let them depart from your eyes. Don't stop reading the Bible. Don't stop reading the Bible. Don't stop reading the Bible. That's what that means. Do not let them depart from your eyes. His words, don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart because that's how they enter into your heart through the eyes, through the reading of the Bible. So elementary. So elementary. But if many Christians are truly honest before one another, or even within their own selves, how many are actually reading the Bible? On a consistent basis, reading the Bible. Yet, 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 broadcasts of news and events and entertainment and things we like are being broadcast on a regular basis, daily basis into our eyes and ear gates. Because we've made a choice what we want to watch and what we want to hear. John said, let that which was in the beginning that you heard abide in you. You let it abide in you. The one that keeps himself, John says also in 1 John 5 that we just read, the one that keeps himself, the wicked one doesn't touch him. 
But no, no, no. We have some sort of understanding that doesn't really line up with the Word of God many times. No. We've either over-spiritualized it like Satan is, is some sort of a formidable foe uh, that, 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 that is always defeating us. Well, he's a foe and he's crafty and cunning and highly deceptive if we hear what he says. We are not made to hear him. We're not to put our eyes on that what he releases. A way to put our eyes on the word of God and not let the word depart from our eyes and to keep the word of God that has entered into our eyes in the midst of our heart. Back to uh, Proverbs 4, verse 22. For they are the words of God, God's word. They are life to those who find them. Are you seeking him in his word? You find him. You find your life there. You locate yourself there. And health to all their flesh. And health, health, and health. The entrance of his word through your eye gate that you've hid in your heart, that you're guarding over it is health, health to your flesh. Spend some time meditating that and let it wash over certain thoughts that maybe you thought, if I'm not feeling well, then I need to go here, there, somewhere else. How about we go first and foremost, first and foremost, lock eyes with the word of God, first and foremost. And he'll lead us from there where we go. But I'll tell you, we'll go in light. We'll go in light. Where there is no darkness and no fear, we'll go in light. Because his word is leading us now. And we read that the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Keep your heart, here it is, 23. Keep your heart with all diligence. Are you keeping your heart with all diligence? For out of it spring the issues of life. For out of it spring the issues of life. I love some other translations, how they bring this about. The NIV, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Well, we read a few weeks ago as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So the way you guard your life is by guarding your heart. And to guard your heart means you guard the word that is in the midst of your heart. The new living. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. You see, when the word is hid in your heart, fear would not rule you. Anxiety would not lead you. The world there has no say-so. Therefore, and thus, the wicked one cannot touch you. The ESV, keep your heart with all vigilance. For from it flow the springs of life. The springs of life. And New American also calls it the springs of life. 
for from it flow the springs of life. This is how you keep yourself. This is how you keep yourself. And verse 24 says, put away from your deceitful mouth. Well, yeah, because when you put truth in you, when truth lives in you, lie cannot live in you. For out of the abundance of the heart that has been filled with truth, the mouth will speak truth and deception will not be part of your conversation. It's how you put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Don't look back. Unto Jesus we look. The author and the finisher who is the word of God of our faith. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Be single-minded. Single-minded. Your heart is in heaven. It's where your treasure is. Remove your foot from evil. Remove your foot from evil. Mandriki shulo mandrita. Romans 16. Keep yourself. The very last paragraph of that chapter, verse 25 on. Not the time to fall asleep. The folding of the hands and the snoozing of the eyes. Not the time. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. But now to him, Romans 16, 25. But now to him, our God. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest. But now made manifest, and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations. The prophetic scriptures. Christ made manifest. By the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God for the obedience to the faith. For the obedience to the faith. To God alone wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Do you hear how narrow the way is? Do you hear how narrow the way is? There's only one name given to men under heaven. Jesus, his name is. That man can be saved by one name, one way, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Christian, the Christian life is the very life of God lived out on earth. The life of the Son of God in us hid and lived out. From our heart as we believe, these springs of life flow out, which is his life. I opened up by saying, we know he's done it all. To him alone be the glory. To him who's able to establish us, to establish you and I. To him be the glory. To God alone wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. 
But you see, we have to believe. The preaching of the gospel, of the prophetic scriptures, you want to hear a word of prophecy, prophetic scriptures are in your lap. You want to hear an edifying word, prophetic scriptures are in your lap. Put your eyes on the prophetic scriptures. Put your eyes, don't let the prophetic scriptures depart from your eyes. It is to be allowed, the word, he is to be allowed to live in you abundantly. And from the abundance of him, the course of your life is being set through the rudder of your life, your tongue. Would your heart be close to God? Really? With your heart, you are one with God. When you believe the word of God, when you believe the word of God, you've entered into oneness with God. That is the rest of God. To know it's no longer you and what you can do You've seized at that moment from this external, laborious, religious, duty-based obligation. Freedom. Ha! Huh. Freedom. Freedom to live in the perfect day of God. The very love of God. It's worth it. Peace of mind. As our minds are stayed on him. All these messages every Sunday. Every Sunday. A reminder. Stay in him. Abide in the word. And let the word abide in you. So that you can walk out this divine life of liberty in Christ. You know, there is one of the sternest chapters for me in the New Testament. I mean, Jude, Jude, we read some of Jude, there's great sternness. And of course, the book of Revelation, I mean, is the utmost, but I'm thinking more of the Pauline writings. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. But really, it's being queued up from chapter 9. And chapter 9 is a very personal, personal chapter to me that God has really spoken to me from. Especially if we go to 1 Corinthians 9, 24, this part here. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But one receives the prize, run in such a way that you may obtain it. Does it matter how you run? Does it matter how you walk? Does it matter whether you keep yourself or not? Yes, it does. Run in such a way that you may obtain it, this prize, this prize that Paul obtained. He kept the faith to the very end. He finished his course, the assignment on his life, completed it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate, that is self-controlled, the gift of self-control is how you keep yourself and the evil one cannot touch you. Competes for the prize, is temperate in all things, in all things, in all things. Primarily to me, that means my mind in all things. I reign in my mind. And thus I reign in this body. And I bring it into a submission to his word. 
I'm not talking about it being easy or hard. I'm talking to you. This is our reasonable service to God. Romans 12. How we worship him in spirit and truth. It's how we worship him in spirit and truth. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, Paul says. And I, I say this over my life. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus, I fight, not as one who beats the air. Uh-uh, no, 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 no punches all over the... No, you're measured. You're temperate. You're purposeful. You know that you believe the Bible. You live as you believe the Bible. Thus I fight, not a, thus I fight means the fight of faith. Thus I fight, not just for the sum. They're a little bit more extreme. No, all of us are in it. Just some of us have made a choice not to engage and to fully, fully yield to deception. How? By refusing to keep ourselves. This, to be temperate in all things. How can you be temperate in all things? It's the word of God in you that keeps you. The word of God that you are hiding, that you're keeping in your heart, is keeping your mind in the narrow way. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body, I discipline my body, and I bring it into subjection. You have to learn to exercise discipline over your body. It is spiritual. I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection. Lest, lest, when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. And then starts chapter 10, and I recommend you read the whole chapter purposefully. Purposefully, with an open heart. But he's referring here to the, the Old Testament examples, the examples of old that if you, you know, um, verse 2, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food. All drank the same spiritual drink, but they drank of that spiritual rock. For they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. But with most of them, with most of them, God was not well pleased. And of course, Hebrews 4 tells us the same thing. Though they heard the message, they did not mix it with faith. They did not mix it with faith, but they were disobedient. Hardened hearts, obstinate hearts. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, but their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. They did not keep themselves. They did not keep themselves. Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed by serpents, nor complain, nor complain, as some of them also complained, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition, for our admonition, for our instruction to teach us these things. You see, the word of God is the instructor. 
you know, people go through some hard lessons. They're like, you know, I learned a good lesson. The ultimate learning of lessons is through the word of God. This is what the word says. All these things happen to them as examples. And they were written for our instruction, for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let him, therefore, let him. This is why I came to this part here. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. Because grace has been given to you, the Holy Spirit, for you to keep yourself and to avoid all temptation. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it, to be found on the victory side of it. I want to, this, this is my wrap up here. I want to look up this verse, 1 Corinthians 10, 12 in the Strong's. So the one who thinks he is standing firm should be careful and not to fall, should be careful not to fall. So let's go back to the one who thinks. That word thinks is, I think, seem, appear, it seems. And it's the 1380 Dokeo. Properly, it is to suppose, the one that supposes. What seems to be, the word study breaks it down further to form an opinion, a personal judgment, an estimate. <laughs> so the one that has formed a personal opinion has made a personal estimate. You know, I'm really strong. I'm very strong. What this is communicating, it's not based on the truth of the word of God. It's a supposition, it's a, it's a, it's a supposing, a presumptuous thought. To not be sober-minded in this hour of great temptation. To not daily come and, and lock eyes with the word of God. Because I already know the verses. To be so busy, busy, busy. On the devices. I'm strong. I'm very strong. I've read my verses. It says the one Let's go back to the strongs. So the one who thinks he is standing firm, that's standing firm. His stemmy, we've looked at this word before, 2476 to stand to stand firm, steadfast. The one that thinks they steadfast, stands firm, should be careful. That word careful is 991 blepo. It is to look, to see, should be careful, to perceive, should be perceptive. The word study of this, to be careful, it is to be observant, watchful. Keep yourself. Lest you start believing a lie. Or more so, just go into this low state. I've heard all of the messages out there. I've heard it all. I know it all. I can quote all the good preachers. Are you living out the word of God? Are you a doer of the word of God? So truth be found in you. To be careful, it suggests to see something physical with spiritual results, spiritual perception. That is, it carries what is seen into the non-physical, immaterial realm so a person can take the needed action, response to be alert. So the word says, back to the New King James, that verse, therefore let him 
who thinks his stance take heed lest he fall. Verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And we finish with the verse that the title came from again in 1 John 5, 18. We know that. We know that. Whoever is born of God does not sin does not keep on sinning, does not keep on putting themselves out in the world to show how strong of a Christian they are. But he who has been born of God keeps himself, guards himself, and the wicked one, the wicked one, Satan, does not touch him. This is our reality in Christ. And so we keep ourselves today and forever. Amen. We are done. Done.